All right, Zig coming in on the top. Today on the show, we have Benjamin Jane returning for the second time. Benjamin's got a new album out. It's called Broken. It's available now on all streaming platforms. I talked to Benjamin about two years ago about his last record, Theater, but um, it's been a while. And in that conversation, we really got into his his musical upbringing, his history, um, the surprisingly with how his family's involved with the circus. Um, so if you want to hear that narrative, check out our first episode. Um, but we're here to talk about the new record, Broken. We're going to listen to a track off Broken. This is Shot Through the Wire, Benjamin Jane. The album, Broken. What's that noise from the horizon? Why is the sun rising? So early in the morning
Shot Through the Wire, Benjamin Jane, Broken, available now on all streaming platforms. So um, there was a bit of a mix-up with this conversation. I had a, a different time in our email scheduled for when we were going to talk than he did, uh, but luckily it panned out. Broken is a beautiful record. Benjamin uses dynamics in such a perfected way for songwriting. I highly recommend you check out this album. Um, I appreciate Benjamin's flexibility to make this conversation happen. I may sound a little flustered because I, I, I wanted to get in deep with the topics of this album, and uh, we didn't have too much time to do it. But luckily we did, and I think we hit some heavy points. And I think you guys will get something out of this, not only a recommendation for an awesome artist to listen to, but also um, maybe taking a point in your life and stopping and reflecting if this is exactly what you want to do or if exactly this is where you should be. Anywho, check out Broken, all streaming platforms, Benjamin Jane. Uh, lastly, if you can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and any of the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool guests like Benjamin and sharing their insight with you. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Benjamin. Yeah. Awesome. Well, first off, I want to start off by saying Broken is a beautiful record. Thanks, This is like a huge, like, uh, artistic t left turn from the last one in a way. And, like, so with this, with Broken, what kind of, like, were these, like, uh, because it's a, it's an interesting mix of, like, the kind of folk and the kind of electronic. Um, as far as, like, songwriting goes... Was this kind of main concept in place when you started to write for this, or were these songs no. like, okay? No, I, I yeah. Uh, um, themes for my records are gen generally f are revealed to me after it's ha you know halfway done or done. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't have any any real plans. I just um, you know the last one was pretty much about political chaos and and uh, the pandemic and a lot of crap um and uh after that died down it, it i guess uh um the world kind of quieted down to some extent i guess i i i ended up maybe just doing a lot more reflecting on my life after all that stuff so yeah and it's interesting because like that that's like a theater was such like an outternal look in that lens and like uh this is very much internal. Like I, there's like a through line, and I, um, maybe it's not, uh, maybe it just happened to be, but I've heard the line "Is this happening?" multiple times in different songs. Like I didn't even realize that. Is that true? I, I, well, I did listen this morning. It's at least two, two. Is so that right? That's why I was, yeah, and I, I should have made a note of the exact two Which songs. Ones? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I know Love has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like. So, so that, that, and then kind of diving into like, I always do the listen first and then read the, uh, read the notes from Howard uh, or the, uh, what do you, the, um, advance and like, yeah. so this kind of like reflect self-reflection and it's interesting, like each song title is like kind of like a statement too, like, like how you just said, like love and like broken, you know what I mean? Like yeah. very like, um, key word in a sense where you can really describe a whole scene based on that and like I think you do an awesome uh, like job of doing so and it takes a way different turn than just reading the title but yeah. so this like this internal reflection and is this really happening 
and this trying to find like this person who once was. Is this something you've? Ex- I guess my question is: Is this something you've experienced other people going through, or is this something you've been going through? Uh, I th- I think well, I think it's a pretty personal record, so I think it'd be naive to say it's you know really born out of reflecting on other people's experiences. So yeah, I'd say it's probably my own reflections um on where i'm at um but i mean i think it's certainly a very universal um concept um just you know, the world gets pretty busy the older we get the busier it gets and faster time moves and oftentimes we don't really um we're not really present with ourselves and we're not really present with what we're doing. We're just, you know, every day's got a routine and we have obligations and responsibilities. And I think a lot of us get caught up in that wave. And, um, you know, I see it with my patients a lot when they're like kids graduate high school and go to college or when they retire and they are in my office and they don't even know what they like to do anymore for fun. Um, you know, because they were just so busy committing their, their, themselves to work and their children and all that, which is great. But um, I think we all have a habit of, a lot of us have a habit of getting swept away by that stuff. And so for me, this is about like kind of shaking the dust off and opening my eyes a bit and saying like, all right, we've had, I haven't really been checking in with myself in a lot of years. And, you know, are things set up the way I want them set up, you know, is the, is the world going in the direction I want it to go and are things resonating with me? Do I need to make some changes? Um, do I not need to make any changes? You know, kind of that, that stuff. Um, so just stopping is really, yeah. And, con- and somebody else used the term confronting. I think that's a pretty good one too. Just kind of stopping and confronting oneself. So I think those, that's a really important in practice and in, in like moment to take that moment of self-reflection because there's definitely um, there's like that kind of ethics that we have, and definitely in our culture that if you're not working, you're broke, you know, in the, the financially and maybe like uh, whatever uh, mentally or physically, and like it's and I think it's very it's a positive thing that we have so many people that are so passionate about uh, 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 supply and support for the, their kids they have or their job they want to do to give to a greater good. You know, I think that's a great, that is a great thing. But when you lose yourself in that, like how you're saying, going down that stream, like you, you the stone that was a boulder now is like uh, disintegrated to a pebble and like what's left. And that's a really interesting, like, because I, I, I see that all the time with uh and I, I think we're lucky in the sense, and or maybe I'll say I, I'll use I. I'm very lucky that I found this thing I love to do, which is write music and play songs and like bother people like you and pick your brains about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. like, um, and, and I believe you found that too. And like, like it, it, though it's not like one of those things that maybe like the forefront, maybe we're not on tour all the time, like which would be sweet or whatever, or maybe it'd be awful. Who knows? <laughs> but uh you know what i mean like yeah. but but to have that outlet and i uh i also i work at an art gallery a non-profit art gallery and me and his name's Gadi zamir and he does all this amazing wood burnt art 
we we kind of talk about this a lot, like especially from the pandemic when the world shut down and a lot of people lost that thing they do. Yeah. Like, what do you do? And like, we just kind of kept doing the same things we would do, you know, like I just found a, for me, it was a routine of figuring out how to do that thing. And like, but, but to, to, to kind of have that, that moment to take that time to reflect, I think is an, it's a, it's a very like, uh, emotional, like rabbit hole. And I think that comes through on this record is all these different places because it goes in the doubt, it goes in the worry, it goes into like, did I do the thing I want to do? Am I doing that? And like, so like have, being someone who like just writes songs and kind of like reflects on them later, like when that through line came through, like were, do, is the practice just like writing a tune a day or what's, what's that look like? Um, my practice is, well, I guess when I'm releasing a record, I stop um, I only stopped playing completely other than learning how to play the songs I just wrote. Because um, the way I, I record is uh, it's compiling, um, you know, textures and using digital stuff. And so when I'm done, I'm, sometimes I don't have to play my own songs. So um, so when I release, I kind of spend time learning those songs to play out a few shows for the release. But then I die down for, you know, probably like three to four four months don't do anything um and then when i get back into it i just set up um forgive me i'm a little out of breath I, I, i'm i'm doing housework before you, <laughs> kind of while, while we're doing this it's okay um, you're good you're good i feel <laughs> we got that time mix up so we're fine <laughs> like yeah um yeah so i just set the studio up and it's there and ready and um if you know if i'm feeling inspired it, I'll just run up and grab the guitar or get on the keys and just start to lay ideas down. But mostly it's cell phone recording snippets. Um, just like five minutes, seven minutes here, where I'll noodle and put a snippet on the cell phone and no real clear idea um, as to what is what, what I'm doing. And if, if something kind of comes through, then I'll, I'll head upstairs and put that idea on logic just so it's, um, it's more permanent. And then I start to build upon it. Um, I do all this, the music first and, after the music's done, uh, I mean, generally I do the music first. And after the music's done, I I sit down and kind of get the sketchbook out and figure out what words come to me. You know, I just what concepts come out, what words come out of me, and then um, r- rarely the words and the music comes out at the same time. It's so. I uh, I I've started trying to do that kind of approach in a way. So I, I really understand where you're coming from with it, like writing separate, like having a melody and a chord progression at once and then pausing after like coming up with these ideas and then going and doing some like object writing and then trying to piece together a narrative through that. And it's been a very yeah. interesting process because I've always done it the the uphill battle where I've like sat down, tried to sing and play. I'm like, oh, there's a there's a melody. Let's write a line, you know. Which was insanely tedious, um, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I've committed to this way yet. But I I really enjoyed like that that alone writing process. Um, yeah. Now, has this always been your kind of approach? I mean, maybe the setup's um, been different, but yeah, I mean, I for the last two records, yeah, the first one had my sister and in, like involved quite a bit. 
Um, and so in that way, we were shaping narratives together, talking about what we wanted to sing about or communicate to people. And so we come up with an idea for a song and one of us would pen the words, others would edit it. And so we kind of workshop it. But the last record in this one, definitely, um, yeah, it's, it's music first. And then when you sit back and listen to the music, for me, um, the tone of the of the the song and the rhythm, the movement of the song, um, will usually first dictate the rhythm of the lyrics and the, and the melody, and then I and then I'll write a few drafts and get lost in trying to figure out what I want to say. So, was it um in how she's still in Barcelona, right? Uh, she actually moved to Italy a month ago. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> but still, still pretty far because I heard her voice on. Oh gosh, what's the tune? Love, love. It was yeah. love. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, but uh, so in like this is for this one. This seems much more you're doing. So was this kind of like was there any collab writing as far as like or just kind of like maybe you had this <laughs> like yeah no there wasn't any collaboration on this record or the last record. Um, after the first one, uh, she she actually opened up. She started her own company teaching English and Spanish over there. And yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so she got pretty carried away with that. And then I just my motivation was was pretty heavy. Um, so she found it kind of difficult to keep up with um, my ambition. My you know uh, yeah. I mean I was just writing a lot and getting I was pretty involved. Um, so. Um, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, sh I still like to share my stuff and get ideas and get some ideas from her about if I'm going in the right direction. She give me thoughts about how this is going. Um, and I like to use her vocals in the background on a song here and there. And she also continues to write her own material. And so it seems like every record I make, she'll throw two or three tunes at me. But like, do you think any of these would work for your record? Um, and um i've done one on each of the last two records of her tunes that's awesome that's such yeah. a cool cool like i don't know because last time we talked we really got into like the farm and like the creative environment you grew up in i remember leaving that conversation like oh that's so cool and, you know right. like um so that's that's so cool that you guys can still do this and it can be a project like this that sounds very very personal and i guess the reason i asked if it was coming from you or from other people you've like been around is because of your job and yeah but and we kind of touched upon that earlier i want to clarify that but like yeah. um one thing i really noticed this time is and maybe it, it might be just because i listened to nick drake more in-depthly since we last talked but yeah his influence on some of your vocal stylings like on the second tune and the last tune like, um, was Nick Drake always a big influence as a songwriter? So to be honest, um, I come about that style without his influence. That's um, even better. Yeah, and I didn't know of Nick Drake until I went, I went to Berkeley College of Music, and I was um, I, uh, maybe second semester. I was in my guitar um, class, which is just one on one with a teacher, and I sh I'd shared my writings with him the week before and he came to that in, in that day and said the same thing you're saying he said you know have you ever listened to nick drake you know 
And I was like, I've never heard of him. And he's like, well, check out his stuff. He said, you know, your, your stylings are pretty similar. Um, so yeah, I, I come about it naturally, but then I fell in love with him. Um, yeah. so I was heavy into Nick Drake, um, from like the age of 21 to 24, just like, yeah, just devoured him. Um, but then I stopped listening to him for like essentially until this year, actually. I, yeah. yeah, I just, I mean, I bought, um, I, I have all of, all the CDs, but, um, I can't play them anymore. So I actually just, you know, um, bought his digital albums this year and spent like a, a month kind of revisiting his work. That's cause I remember, uh, I got, a guitar teacher i started taking lessons when i first started to play like how do i how do i make notes on this thing and like one of the first records he gave me was a nick drake record and like this was when i was like maybe in high school and i, di- I didn't grasp it at that time i was like what? yeah this is cool but i don't get it like what's, yeah. a, what's a pink moon like you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah you know, like it was just it was kind of over my 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 songwriting poetic kind of like ingestion at that that yeah that was it was a bolder language musically than i was ready for but i I held on to that and like um would revisit it and more and more it was like this is really cool you know and as of like last year i was like i did the deep dive into all the records um but that's okay cool cool and not an easy guy to introduce to a high schooler just learning the guitar because his stuff is all alternate tunings and bizarre. Yeah, and his finger picking is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, it was like for anyone who's really in the guitar and like songwriting, it's great because it has all those different like flavors. But if you're just starting, you're like, I don't get the strummings, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I still have that CD. I held on to it. Um, but okay, so like diving into like, into like these different like because also um with this record and i don't i don't quite remember uh how do i want to say it um but the when you okay so when you're writing these tunes out musically because i've noticed especially like on the last the last tune of the record there's this whole like narrative is it all acoustically written and tracked and then does the electric stuff come in? Because like it really builds up this this like momentous like texture. But like um I also felt like at the same time, like that there's also space here for this melody on the very end. Like so is that kind of part of that process? Is tracking it all on one instrument or is it tracking it adding another part and then adding a melody to like that? Um there's just no no, there's no no recipe for it. Um, <clears throat> like that one was guitar first, acoustic guitar for sure. Um, and I don't that one was another one that just kind of popped out. Um, I think I wrote that probably in 20 minutes. And thanks, man. Um, See, so yeah, it definitely acoustic first, layered it with the acoustics, and then. Um, and the and the melody came out pretty quick, and the, and the words at the same time. So the two two songs in that record, that just the words and the guitar happened at once, were broken and good night, goodbye. Um, and both of those, then afterwards, I, I layered them. So, and actually on the last one, good night, goodbye, the end outro guitar, electric guitar, kind of heavy stuff is actually the second half of broken. I thought that was going so okay because I'm I'm like listening to this I'm like I feel like this is like a a reoccurring thing 
I feel like yeah, I've yeah. heard this before. And like I would immediately what I did was I jumped to the first track. I'm like, is it a circular thing? And yeah. like I'm like, nope, nope, that isn't it. This is a different key. Um that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And I I mean it probably should have cut it and you know, made it its own thing and called it broken reprise at the very end. Um I think that's better. But yeah, cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, and the idea is, I mean, my uh, Drew Skinner and I were talking about it, my producer, and, and we both think it'd be cool to start the next record with that outro part being an, its own song, like a heavier version of Broken, but you know, a different concept, different something more uplifting or something. We're not quite sure. <laughs> not as broken. Um, yeah. <laughs> repaired, but still leaking. Uh, <laughs> um, one song I wanted to kind of ask was uh, ask about was shooting through the wire. Um, yeah. And like I've listened to that a few times, and I'm trying to like that phrase itself is really like it's a beautiful like that as far as a hook that's a great hook like kind of like so as far as someone trying to define themselves and trying to revisit this person or taking that that essential stop to like examine who they are and what they are um can you can you kind of explain the narrative that's going on with shooting through the wire if there is? A yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, and you actually, there's two songs. I would say there's two songs that don't necessarily relate directly to the theme. In fact, they were, they were written completely compartmentalized and separate from the theme in the album. And that's one of them. Okay. Cause I was like the singing kids. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, it's awesome. I love it. But I'm like, okay. Yeah, so, so that's actually I wrote that the week that Russia uh, invaded Ukraine. Okay. So that's about. Um, yeah. I was really, I mean, like the world was. I was pretty worked up about it. I was trying to find a way to go over to Ukraine and volunteer to do, um, like, um, trauma work. Yeah. Um, I, I just was, it was messing me up pretty good. Um, and, um, it, uh, I would have had to, from what I understand, um because another colleague of mine was going to go over and do medical work. Um, uh, it was a six-month contract um, from at least the organizations that I was talking to, and I couldn't do that with my kids and my job. So, But um, that that week, when I was just really, like the world was, but I was just really overwhelmed by it and wanted to, really wanted to help. And I was just thinking about the kids and families that were being completely uprooted and destroyed. I mean, it's happening all over the world. In you know different countries, don't hear as much about it for yeah. some obvious reasons. But um, yeah, so that that's the inspiration for that one. Is just kind of if you listen to the the lyrics, it might make a lot more sense now. And he's you know why yeah. is the sun rising? And you know that's those are you know, you know it's artillery buildings are dancing. It's you know they're falling apart. So oh, that's that's, that's beautiful what beautiful metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it didn't make sense to your uh, to the narrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my first listen through, I'm like, oh, this is a deep cut. And then I read it. I'm like trying to piece this together to have the right way to ask that question. But yeah, um, that that's like and the and the, it's a very beautiful tune. Um, Thanks, and that's man. I think that's so badass of you to be willing to try to figure out a way how you can jump board and like help out. Like I uh, I did a fundraiser in Cleveland for a me- a, a doctor who did the same thing he he had like uh or wanted to do the same thing he uh went over and did like um medical work on the field and i hope he's all right but yeah he did a couple fundraising shows in akron and he made it's great it through. yeah yeah it's that is such a fucked up situation 
but yeah, there's a bunch of them going around for sure. Especially and, uh, now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but yeah, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not at all. I don't get any credit for anything. I didn't go anywhere, but um, um, it it was it was um, yeah, myself and another colleague really really wanted to. It's just um, it again from what we what we found, it was a it was too long of a uh, a commitment, and um, of course, my wife and my kids weren't necessarily thrilled with the idea of yeah. me being harm's way, but it. it I don't know. It just, you know, just fucked me up pretty good. That's all. Well, I I think showing and even being like, I'm thinking about doing this. It shows everyone around you, around you that these things, you can do a thing. You know what I mean? Even though I I, 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 eventually you didn't do the thing, the fact that you thought, considered it and were taking like at least thought actions to figure out how you could. I think that shows everyone around you that they can do it too you know and like at little things like that those are seeds that you implant in your mind that grow to who knows what right yeah and like the more that going around the less of the crap we'd see you know exactly for sure um and the other song i'll say that is a standalone is the symbol yeah that is uh, there's nothing to do with um you know on the face that has nothing to do with the theme um that's that's about batman <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's even better <laughs> yeah. that's the most beautiful song about batman i've ever heard um holy shit <laughs> oh well, yeah i just seen the matt reeves i just saw the matt reeves movie yeah and uh but I can hear um, that being in the soundtrack. That makes sense, like the the tone of that film. But sorry, yeah, and I'd love to get it to him to check out to put in the end credits or something. I mean, that's um, yeah, it's definitely inspired by their use of uh, like their use of sound in that movie. Um, I just did my own thing with it. Um, but yeah, it's just the he did the cinematography in the movie was just great. So like I was visualizing it into, into music, and I yeah, just um, yeah, so that's where that one came from. The one thing with that too, the music in it, I swear, because it started off with that Nirvana song, right? Um, uh, yeah, uh, something in, uh, something in um, yeah, yeah, and like it had that like whatever that I think that's like D F sharp, so that's like a, a, a like a one six or it's either the inverse, uh, or no, that'd be one three. Either way, it's like a minor interval, and I swear I that it was order, like, isn't it like E minor over G over C? Or is it, it an e, e minor into an E minor inversion? So I, I can't. E, e minor into G. Okay, well, it's still like that minor third thing going in the bottom, right? Yeah. So either it, either way, like, um, it's, I swear the orchestra, like, had that, like, that interval through the whole, like, first chunk oh. of that film. And I'm like, yeah. this is, like... They're really right in that. That's cool. Well, they also, I, for me, it was like, you guys just ripped off Star Wars. Because <laughs> it's the the two notes that they use um, in that film is, are, are this, as, as far as I can tell, are the same two notes for when um, Darth Vader yeah. walks yeah, into yeah. the room. They uh-huh. just omit, uh-huh. yeah, they just omit like one note. Um so very, very similar. But, you know, it's an interval makes that 
makes that tension right so and like yeah i believe that's also a minor third for imperial march um but it's in that's crazy to big picture wise that's kind of crazy that an interval of a ratio of two tones can set this whole film this whole story yeah like how you go through an interval in your life you know, I mean, you have this kind of like distance to one point to the next and where you stop on that point and look either is a minor or a major or wherever. It's sure. an interesting kind of like philosophical reflection of like um, intervals and looking back and points and how moods are set like that with like minimal like kind of, I guess, theory, but like big emotional yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, going back to the Imperial uh, work, theirs was more involved, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. this was just this was reduced down to just as you say, it was it was like that concept reduced just down to the bare bone minimum, and it was so effective. As you said, it was it's all you needed. You right, know? and that's that's kind of like Nirvana <clears throat> music itself, especially that song. That yeah. song was very like uh, just him, and I think. Well, I, I guess I, I might be mixing up with like the acoustic version where they have the cello. I don't think that was on the uh, the record. Yeah, the band comes in on that tune. Right, but still, it's yep. just like like simple. it's got two notes. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so okay, so going through like this kind of like reflection process of like uh, taking this point, did you find like after doing this or during the process of doing this that there was habits or stuff you started doing or stopped doing or like, um, any personal change. I, yeah, I mean, I think on a macro level for sure, it's just, uh, uh, it's just been a moment where I, and I'm not going to go into any specifics about it, but just like, um, one, I'm just making sure I'm prioritizing the right things. Um, um, when I was, I mean, I have a family, so I have to make sure that I take care of them. But when I was younger, I, I didn't, you know, 20 to 33 years old, I didn't, I, I was more focused on the moment. Um, and in the last 10 years, I was so outwardly focused on ensuring um, I succeeded academically, uh, professionally, so I could take care of the family. And I was always present for them, and then, yeah, which is you need to do. But it was the more I chased stability financially and otherwise um the more i would say the more away from myself and unhappy i was becoming you know i was i've been happier making fifteen thousand dollars a year living in a crappy apartment in a rundown city than i you know than i was when i was so busy and focused on things that didn't have much to do with living you know so I think the priority, the priority is to say, can I do this for the rest of my life? And the answer is no, you know, I'm not going to do psychiatry for the rest of my life. Um, I'm going to, I want to simplify, um, my footprint, um, uh, so that I can focus on living. Hmm. So, I mean, that's the macro kind of takeaway and other stuff might be more personal for me. So I'll leave it at that. No, I, I totally, <laughs> I totally respect and appreciate that. I think like, I think that's like a, it's hard because you get in the gears of those things, right? And you really start like, well, I can do this, I can do this. Um, so I guess far as far as someone trying to like take that moment and like, I, what would some advice be to like 
to kind of analyze those steps for someone in a in a different in just any context right if someone's feeling like overwhelmed and trying to like grasp because that can be a heavy hit when you're like what am i doing you know yeah what are like maybe like a some basic steps maybe something you would tell your patients or maybe something you found yourself doing to like i guess i would say look at what you need Mm -hmm. right start with what do you need like absolutely need um what do you love what do you like and sometimes people forget that uh, maybe i already mentioned it but I, you know so this record does reflect my patients in that like i said earlier a lot of them get so busy they forget <clears throat> a lot of the aspects of who they are what they like what they love um i'll literally ask somebody what do you like to do and they will say to me i don't remember um so what do you need what do you love what do you like and reduce that down as simply as you can and then i'd say practice mindfulness um you know get into a daily mindfulness practice uh move your body um connect with nature you know pretty simple stuff right but i think that's i think that's super important because like i i know i see a lot of people who like even with do the thing you like because like even if it seems like you're being a little selfish and maybe you're not giving a hundred percent to raising a family, like you, you take a day to go to do the thing. I think it's important yeah. for both partners to balance each other out, to be like, I need a day to go do the thing I love. And then you're showing your kids that they can do the things they love too. And that's part of dad or mom. Like, Oh dad, d- d- mom likes wrestling. So she's yeah. wrestling. And where were the grandma? You know what I mean? Like, sure. I mean, you need to, you know, it's the old saying, you got to put the oxygen mask on before you help the passenger next to you. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. um, yeah. 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 And, and sometimes you can combine them both. I mean, my girls are on every record, you know, they'll, they'll, you'll hear them singing on every record. It's somewhere. Um, and last night I, you know, I had him out till 1030 at night at the bar uh, <laughs> um, doing it. You know, I was doing a, a CD, an album release show and, um, you know, have him come on out and have fun. They were dancing, hooting and hollering. So and they can watch you practice what you love and you can include them, inspire them. That's no, I, oh, that's so cool. How'd it go? How was the night? Yeah, it was good, man. It awesome. was good. Where'd you do yeah. it at? Uh, in Brat. There's, okay. um, uh, a uh, local bar and brat uh, that a uh, local promoter reached out and said, do you want to, you know, just have a, a shindig, have a show and have some fun. So yeah, it was good. Awesome, man. Well, man, I, I apologize for this, this whole time mix up and I really appreciate you giving me some time right now and the record's amazing. And I'm ex- It sounds like the next one's kind of in process a little bit. Yeah. I have, I have a song that didn't make this one that um i was disappointed in, in not getting on it because it, it kind of juxtaposed um the overall message of this one um it's called there's beauty everywhere um it's a kind of an uplifting rock song um yeah. so that one's that one's done i mean it's written it's done and we need to redo some of it because it's just the timing's off and then i have that idea for the uh, outro reprise reprise um so it's it's yeah i'm, I'm gonna start working on that one probably in a month or two Sounds like the yin or yang to the, to this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's probably the way it's going to go. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Well, next time when that's ready, let's talk again, 
And I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Good to hear from you again. Likewise. Yo, Spike Spiegel here. You just listened to Zig of the Gig podcast. Keep riding the bebop. See you, Space Cowboy. Bang.